Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in a luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Thomas Patrick Dorian. Luxurious indeed. Yeah, touchdown. Thanks for having me, TD. Yes, sir. And also Ziggy Rodriguez. Yes, that's me. Okay, good. We got three words out of you. That's awesome. (laughs) We pay him by the word, and he's very frugal. That's how Charles Dickens was paid, by the way. That's why all of his books were long, I learned. Oh, okay, well, that's good to know. All right, so, it, it, you know. <laughs> would not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> and if it was St. Charles Dickens, that would be a whole different thing. You'd have a whole long thing to tell us about that. <laughs> but that's why you're here. Um, I'll tell you why we're here, though, and while we're sitting in the Catholic Cafe's luxurious corner booth, because, you know, this is the time of year I like. Mm, yeah. Right? So it's we have. Cold. Yeah, we have Halloween. It's dreary. And then Halloween goes straight into Christmas, right? Rainy, snowy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, Forget I think the whole like, Thanksgiving thing. I think Hallmark is already like they're 40 days into their you know countdown to Christmas thing or something. Man, but, we saw Christmas stuff for sale back in August. Oh, yeah. It's, it gets a little crazy. Yeah. And, and we're really not talking about the commercialism thing. But, but what I do think is interesting is that when you show up at Mass, mm. right, and, and, and you're sitting there and you're waiting for those words of welcome. Words of comfort, mm-hmm. words of peace. I want to go to mass and I want to hear beautiful words that are going to make me feel good. And then, and then you hear, "Lo, the day is coming, blazing like an oven, when all the proud and all evildoers will be stubble, and the day that is coming will set them on fire." And I'm thinking, oh, you know, and the little the little kids are starting to squirm a little bit. But that's you know that's just the Old Testament reading. You know, then we get to Jesus, and Jesus is talking in the Gospel of Luke. Luke is like. A, you know, teacher, what sign will there be, right? And it's like, see that you not be deceived. For many will come in my name saying, I am he. The time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. How can I not be terrified, Lord? You know, I, 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 I want to be faithful. You know, he starts talking about nation will rise against nation, a kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines, plagues from place to place, and awesome sights, and mighty signs will come from the sky. The teenagers in the audience are thinking, this is more metal than metal. You know? Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just thinking, some people might think, like, you know, the church is always behind the times, because they, they're, they're late for Halloween. I mean, these should have been the Halloween readings. Right? right? I mean, where's the, you know, it's like, and, and but we also those of us who have been to mass a couple of times also know pay attention that this is we're getting towards the end of our liturgical year. That's right. So typically at the end of the liturgical year we start reading uh, the ends of the gospels where you know for a good reason we start hearing about the times of tribulation the the, the time of judgment and we start hearing all this stuff about the end times. Makes and so sense. It, it it may seem a little scary, right? We're talking about, you know, well, we're getting ready to get into the Christmas season and peace on earth and goodwill to men and all this happy thought, you know, and Santa Claus is coming and all these great things, but it's all about judgment, mm-hmm. right? It's like, are you getting into the, the wedding feast of the lamb? Are you going to get in, you know, or did you light your, uh, your, your lamps? Do you have enough oil for your lamps? Otherwise, you'll be cast out, you know, and the master <laughs> will not let you in. The door will be slammed shut in your face. And, you know, you think I'm joking, but that's kind of the language that's used. Yep. It's very abrasive and very abrupt. Um, and for good reason, I think. I think we're joking about it, but the reality is 
there's a need to sort of wake folk up, I think. I mean, I need to be woken up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to think I was woke. Speaking, <laughs> speaking in the uh, the local terms or the recent, you know, how kids talk these days. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a Dominican friar who uh, likes to end his masses with, may the peace of Christ disturb you. Ooh. Yeah. See? Those are those little things that, uh, <laughs> that make you think. Yeah. Um, and so, so we thought maybe it would be a good thing to do to talk about, well, the end times. Mm-hmm. Right and uh, I, I don't sounds good to me. Now I will. I want to stress at the beginning of this program that no one knows the day and the hour. I just want to go ahead and say that again, so that we don't start getting caught up in the it's happening next Wednesday. Have right. you seen it out there? It's nuts out there, Deacon Jeff. It's like there are people yelling at each other, you know. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I know. And it seems like it's getting crazy. Mm-hmm. It does seem crazier. Maybe every every year seems crazier than the one before. That's, that's true. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, and sometimes I wonder if it's just really that we're living in those times, and so maybe they seem crazier to us. Because if you look at the Jehovah's Witnesses, they've been predicting the end of the world for how many times? They used to have a magazine, The Watchtower, and it had the date of the end of the world was always published, and they kept changing the date. You right. Because they kept coming to that date, and people go like, well, I guess it's next Wednesday. Well, it wasn't Wednesday, because here it is Thursday morning. We'll change the date. You know, and so there was some of that going on, and I, I think people are fascinated by certainly by the end times. Everyone wants to know when the end. You know, it's just like it's near. It's about as good as we can get. The end is near. That's right. Right. So we need to talk about what does it look like, and are we in the midst of the tribulation? Are, are you know is all this stuff the wars and the rumors of wars, the wars and insurrections, the the earthquakes? Mm-hmm. They just had an earthquake. Did y'all feel that? Yeah. You know, it's the end. Jesus is coming. That's right. And there's also a part of me, I don't know if you guys agree with this, but, well, you can't, Sam, because you don't have any kids. Tom, you agree with me that, <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if Jesus came? It really would. I mean, we, 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 look, at, we look at the world that there we're are in. days like, please get us out of this. Yeah, exactly. It just seems like, and, and, I, and I got my little 13-year-old daughter, and I'm thinking, yeah. what, is, what is the world going to be like? For you know, them. How 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 well can I protect them? You know, as a right. parent, thinking like a parent. Yeah. You know, I don't want to. I don't want their lives to be shortened. But it sure would be nice if Jesus would come on back. Yeah. Jesus Christ, come on down. Take us up there you know? with them. Let's go. Let's I, get out I, of this I, place. I, I would love to see uh, that. But at the same time, there's a part of me that would 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 love to see Jesus come back. But there's a part of me that goes, yeah. But all these warnings that we get mm-hmm. about judgment, mm-hmm. am I ready for to be judged? That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I you guys ready? Have you got everything? All your accounting done? You got all your your eyes dotted and your t's crossed, and you know no, everything adds up. I don't. Yeah, so it's like, well, so we need to figure out what it is we need to do, how to prepare for the end times. This is like sort of a end time survival kit, <laughs> right? And so, and it, and it doesn't involve going down to Walmart and buying water. And batteries. <laughs> milk and bread. Yeah, but lots of milk and bread. <laughs> you know, in the deep south, you know, whenever there's like snow. snow. Oh, no, not even snow. It's a rumored. Warning. It's rumored. Yeah. It's yeah. rumored that the... And I, I, I think the grocery stores are in cahoots with the Weather Channel on that. There might be a little kickback or something. Gotta be. Hey, we got tons of bread. If you guys could yeah. just help us out here. <laughs> well, you know, milk sandwiches are very popular here in the south. So. Yeah. That's a, that's a delicacy. <laughs> So, so how do we prepare for the Never end times? Heard of that actually, I'm sorry. So, first of all, we're talking about eschatology. Yes. So the the Greek word oh, eschatos. That's how you pronounce that? I'm kidding. Yeah. 
Uh, what did you? How did you pronounce it in uh, Jar Jar Binksian? <laughs> oh, I said uh, East Chow Tolo guy. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's oh, yes, but uh, eschatology just, just the opposite of that, right? Is correct. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so it's really eschatos just means like the end. It's like it's over. It's all done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, final and and it's all done. And so we're talking about like the end, right. what the end looks. Um, I, I guess one of the things I would say first and foremost is the end is not really the end. Mm. It's the end of things as we know it. Right. What was that uh, song? It's the end, end of, of the world, world as we know it. it. Yeah. So, yeah. so hey, it's uh, really you the don't end. Quit, quit your day job. I know. We don't need to quit. <laughs> but it's the end as we know it because we, we are essentially part of eternity. Okay. Our souls are eternal and the church is eternal. Right. And so there'll be a new heaven and a new earth and a new this and a new that and everything will be. You know, glorified. And we, right? we will all feel fine. <laughs> That's right. I'll all feel wow. fine. <laughs> so, so, do a whole so show with this. When we say the end, it's not. So, this is. It's interesting that Jesus would use. You know, in in this in this gospel in um, uh, Luke uh, chapter twenty one, where he says, "Don't be terrified." Right. And I know it's like, you know, it's like, do not be terrified. But it's like, and it, 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 we get scared about things like that. But the reality is. It's good news. It is. Right? So when Jesus comes, and the other thing is, he's the just judge. Mm -hmm. It's different than, I don't want, like, the guy down the street who saw me doing the things I shouldn't have done with dumping the trash in the, you know, down in the uh, sewers or whatever I'm not supposed to do. (laughs) You know, that guy, I don't want that guy to judge me. Right? Where'd you come up with that? Because you're not supposed to dump stuff in those sewers, right? No, but still. Well, so I'm just saying human beings see you do stuff. And so, but we don't have to worry about being judged by human beings. We're being judged That's by right. the seed of mercy. That's right. So when Jesus says, don't be terrified, we need to take him at his word that when he comes, it's going to be a terrible day. Yeah. Terrible in the sense of there will be great terrors. There will be great things that, like, beyond explanation, and they, they will be. Uh, way bigger than anything we could ever imagine. We will literally all know, like, well, this is it. Yeah. Right? But not to be terrified in the sense of losing hope. Right. Right. So the end of the world does not mean the end of hope. Right? It's really the, the fulfillment of hope. Mm-hmm. So I'm in, it's interesting. I'm reminded of, a, a, yet again, another Dominican friar. They oh, I thought it was going to be another song. No. <laughs> Another Dominican friar, he was in New Orleans, and it was uh, around the time of Mardi Gras, and so there's all people partying and stuff like that, and he sees this guy holding up a sign near the entrance, and it says, repent, the end is near. I said he found himself just staring at this guy for a little bit um, and asking himself, okay, so if Jesus were walking around today, would he be holding up a sign saying, Repent, the end is near. And he's like, I don't think so. Where, where would Jesus be? And it finally, it hit him that Jesus would be in one of those bars looking for the, the most hardened sinner he could mm. find. And yeah. he would probably be sitting down, having a beer with him, and talking to him. Yeah. That's what he would be doing. I wonder what beer it would be. <laughs> it's not Pabst Blue it's Ribbon. Spotted Cow. Spotted Cow. Oh, yeah. Go to Wisconsin, folks. Spotted New Glarus cow. Brewing Company. We're putting the word in for New Glarus yeah. and Spotted Cow. Um, yeah, so I, you're right. He'd be he would be supping with the sinners, right? He'd be that's hanging true. out because that's his that's his message. It always has been. Um, because I think uh, last weekend, the, uh, well, during the week last 
uh, there was a, a, a the reading where um, you know the the master Jesus tells the parable the master goes out and says hey bring them on in mm-hmm. yeah well I invited everybody master but the, his servant went out and invited and nobody wants to come they're too busy they got stuff going on yeah he and he was enraged and he said you know what just bring in all the the lowliest the 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 the, the ones that are on the outskirts that you know the marginalized bring them in all the the lame the cripples the you know the people that everyone looks down on. Bring them in. They fill the fill the place with them, and mm-hmm. then says, "You know the people that receive the invitation, they're not coming in." Mm-hmm. And so there is a part of us that, if we're terrified at Jesus's return, what we need to do is we need to look at ourselves and and think, "Where are we?" We need to hold an accounting. Right. Right. That's why examinations of conscience and things like that are important things for us to do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. What comes to mind is Adam and Eve covering themselves, realizing that they were naked in the presence of God as he's walking through the garden in the cool of the day. Mm-hmm. They hide themselves from God as if we can. Right. But it seems like that same psychological process. Right. Uh, you know, if we're terrified at the thought of Jesus coming back, then it sounds like we might have some shame that we might need to deal with. Speaking of shame, we're going to take a shameless break here. <laughs> Uh, we are not advertising. Well anything. played. So we 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 are, we, like, we we got to go. Uh, well yeah, got to get uh, got to leave out of this segment. Uh, to we'll finish up the show here in a minute. But but first, want to remind folks at home, we got a great website, uh, thecatholiccafe.com. I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Also, uh, like us on Facebook, on Instagram, and Tim- and Twitter. Like and share our posts and comment on them. It makes a difference. That sounds wonderful. All right, with that, we'll be right back. And this is another great moment in church history. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. The beginning of this famous prayer to St. Michael the Archangel calls this blessed angel to action against the evil that besets the faithful on earth. Pope Leo XIII first ordered the prayer of St. Michael to be said after every Mass throughout the Roman Rite in the 1880s. It is said that Pope Leo had a prophetic vision one particular day after saying Mass. He was permitted to see the great evil of the coming century, the great wars that were to tear at the heart of Christian Europe, and the terrible persecutions the Christian faithful were to suffer. The late Holy Father turned to St. Michael the Archangel for help and protection. St. Michael has long been known as God's defender against the evil one. All throughout Holy Scripture, St. Michael had been called to marshal the heavenly host to come to the defense of the faithful. In the Old Testament, Michael is described as the defender of Israel. In the book of Daniel, Michael is the guardian of God's people. It reads, Now at that time, Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise. In the New Testament, Michael is depicted as waging war against evil. The book of Revelation says, And there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon. Scripture reminds us that St. Michael is our great protector in the spiritual struggle between good and evil. After the Second Vatican Council, the St. Michael prayer was no longer required to be said after Mass. But Pope John Paul II still encouraged all the faithful to pray for St. Michael's help. He said, I ask everyone not to forget it and to recite it to obtain help in the battle against forces of darkness. 
Pope Benedict XVI described St. Michael as the protector of man's very understanding of God. Benedict said St. Michael defends the cause of God's oneness against the presumption of the dragon, the ancient serpent, as John calls it. The serpent's continuous effort is to make men believe that God must disappear so that they themselves may become important, that God impedes our freedom, and therefore that we must rid ourselves of him. All throughout the world, there are great shrines and churches dedicated to St. Michael. Many countries around the globe count him as their special patron and defender. St. Michael's Feast Day is September 29th. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this has been another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I am Deacon Jeff talking to Thomas Patrick. Present. And Ziggy, we are talking about the... Sorry, I'm clearing my throat. The end. Yeah, the end. The end is near. I like how you lower your voice right before you say that. Yeah, well, it's it's pretty impressive stuff. Pretty it scary. It is. Yeah, for some people. Yeah. So this is our sort of end time survival guide. And as we come... So it's, it's important, I, I think, to note that... Um, this is not the church trying to be heavy-handed here. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, this is part of the gospel, right? Repent and turn to the gospel. I mean, that's just yeah. like, it's it's just our call. And so every year, just in the same way that, Tom, you've got a birthday. Yes, sir. Right? And, and, uh, it's coming up. Right. And so we all have anniversaries. Gift. All right. I'll make sure I do that. Thank you. Um, and we, so we remember those things every year. You know, it's it's part of who we are, and our really it's in our DNA as we how how our our Earth revolves around the Sun. Mm-hmm. You know, and for that part of our audience that thinks that the Sun revolves out around the Earth, we we love you too. But the point is, it's like all a year, right? This year goes on, and so this and everything changes, and and so there's this cyclical nature. So in the liturgical year, we do the, the church does the same thing, right? Right, and so when the liturgical year ends. Well, it's like the last weekend, the last Sunday is Christ the King, mm-hmm. right? Ultimately, the ultimate triumph. It's Christ the King. But leading up to that is just a reminder that there will be a judgment, that there is, that we are actually going to be have to um, make an account for who we are, what we've done in our in our lives, what we believe, right? Whose we are, and might, so it might makes be a good sense idea to prepare, right? So so if we were preparing. Rather than just sit and shake in our boots, mm-hmm. what is it we need to do? Because one of you just said right before we stopped that if if you're terrified, if you're maybe there's maybe that's a sign, right? That that you need to we need to take an account. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also another thing that comes to mind. This is kind of a silly joke from a uh, an old superhero comedy uh, cartoon from the uh, 1990s, The Tick. Someone asked him, "Why? Why are you, you have so- the most eclectic and bizarre knowledge?" <laughs> Thank you. Someone asked the tick, "Hey, why are you trying to save the world?" And he said, "Well, that's where I that's where I keep all my stuff." <laughs> and so, like another reason that it might be that you know having a recognition of the end of the world and wondering whether or not the notion of the end of the world, like the world having an end being scary, it might also be that we're too attached to... Yeah, so that it might be uncomfortable for us. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it'd be like to be, like, floating free of all my possessions. Right, that we're not trusting that the kingdom that is to come is truly the best, po- better than anything we could ever possibly so imagine. So the question is, how do we prepare? 
Yeah. Right. So, you know, between you and me, Tom, every time what we're thinking about, like, what do we have to do? Confession. We have to go to confession. That's one thing is a a regular confession. Yeah. um, Is that's the best medicine. Which we've talked about before. You'd say monthly. I'd say monthly. I would too. I would agree with that. Now, there are times where you might want to go more than monthly if you're yeah. struggling with something. Sam, probably weekly. I do go weekly. But <laughs> we're, not, we're not judging. That Lord, no, I'm just, just, Lord a suggestion. Judge. just a suggestion. <laughs> no, I, I, I go weekly, and I've done that for years, and both in the, the, the seasons where it's Things are very heavy struggles, and sometimes where it seems like, wow, why am I going well, every you've, week? Well, you've gotten used to it, right? And I've gotten used a, to it, It's yeah. a regular thing, so it becomes part of who you are. And, that, and that's awesome. Um, I just I just think, though, that confession, there's no better. It's like get, your house gets a paint job, yeah. you know, or you hire some kind of maid service. Wouldn't we all love to be able to yeah. have that? And someone yeah. comes in and cleans everything. You know, what if you had fresh and clean sheets every night on your bed? Yeah, that's what it's like. Everybody loves to put your toes in between those, like, nicely taut, nice and tautly, you know, right. uh, tucked in, whatever, and they're cold and yeah. it's clean. Yep. And that smell, you know, gain, that's the best smell, you know, the laundry smell. And you so it's so. like, yeah, well, anyway, the, the point is, it's like, that's, <laughs> imagine having that for eternity. Deacon Jeff, you, you, no. <laughs> well, you, well, you as a deacon, imagine giving uh, giving the uh, eulogy or the homily at a funeral where the somebody had gotten hit by a Mack truck right after a confession. You know, I mean, uh, yeah. like at that point, it's like, hey guys, you know, perfect. His ticket got punched. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't say it like that though, <laughs> Fair enough. because I'm sure Marv had some family. And they're gonna be a little. They will not invite me. They will not give me the casserole. You know, at the. Uh, reception afterwards but 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 you're right uh there's something about having just being totally cleansed and really essentially it's like it's like rebaptism we don't rebaptize so i don't want to get theological emails here because we don't but we have um confession as a way of re-experiencing the baptismal experience right and innocence restoring innocence yeah and so how beautiful that is so that's one way we can be always be prepared for the lord Mm -hmm. Right, and and he already knows. Yeah. Right. We just have to kind of say it. We have to own it. Yeah. And so sometimes saying it out loud—that's one of the nice things about confession. But then also regular mass attendance. How how many people I know? You know, I'm a deacon, so I'm assigned masses. That's how they don't—they don't trust the deacons. They got to have a sign them, otherwise they'll never go. I think. I'm just—that's <laughs> a joke. But it's a bad one, but funny. Yeah, but you know, I, I wish we could assign masses to everybody. Because I just hear so many sad stories of people saying, well, I haven't I haven't gone in a while or I kind of fell out of it or whatever. And, you know, this is like, this is when heaven meets earth. It does. Right, in, in the Mass. And we've had lots of shows about the Mass, and so there's some really powerful stuff that happens there. I mean, I, I, I'm talking supernatural graces. Yeah. This is not just a quote-unquote service. It's not just, uh, you know, some nice readings, a nice little preaching, maybe some nice songs, Right. Typically, you don't get any of that stuff at a Catholic mass, but that's another joke. Y'all, I don't know why we're joking so much today. <laughs> it's a funny topic, you right? You've got to go to confession for that. <laughs> I am going to go. I admit it. So when you write the letters, I deserve whatever you're going yeah. to say. Well, but, but you understand that my, my point in all that is, is um, you know, something's happening at mass that is supernatural. Mm-hmm. And I love those pictures that describe the mass that show all of the church, uh, you know, the church triumphant and the church militant, you know, us here in the middle, the, the church suffering, the church penitent, you know, down below, mm-hmm. and that we're all connected at that. Ow. <laughs> we're all connected <laughs> at that moment. Right. right? And, and how, and that's happening at the mass. Well, and, and not to be too much of a geek, 
the language of yeah, well, right. the language of Perusia, uh, which is the language of the second coming of Christ, is yeah. also attributed to the the coming of Christ that occurs at Mass in the Eucharist. Amen. So literally, there is a second coming of Christ in the realest possible sense at every single Mass. Right, and you know that's the word that gets kind of uh, misused by some of our separated brothers and sisters into like the rapture. Right, and they'll see that, and they'll see uh, that word being used that way. Um, but but just so in preparation, uh, it's it, we we start spiritually. I think with confession, we 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 go to mass, we receive him in the Eucharist, uh, and we're essentially. I mean, we're partaking of the divine. Amen. And that and that's that's something that a lot of us we we don't really stop and think that's what we're doing. Right. St. John of the Cross has a quote that has made a big impact on me where he said that an attachment is anything that you don't think you can live without, including your very life, mm-hmm. which I think is a, it's a, it's a brilliant statement. It's rooted in the gospel. But if we have things that we don't – if we're afraid of the end of the days because there are things that we don't think we can live without, including our very life, right. then taking stock of the fact that our, the, our life in the, with a capital L is eternal life in heaven. Yes, and, and we're part of eternity. And we're part of eternity. And all this stuff and the goings-on here on Earth that capture our attention and, and sometimes take over our sense of identity here on Earth, it's all straw. Yeah. And, Amen. And making the decision to really pray and ask God, Lord, give me a right and balanced perspective on the things of this Earth mm-hmm. and the life so of this So the Earth. other thing I would add to that, that's beautiful, and the thing I would add to that is uh, in terms of like what we're called to do and to be, right, I don't think the Lord wants us... Um, Holding up a sign that says the end is near. I, I don't think he wants us like sitting uh, in a pew with our knees knocking like the, the apostles were in the upper room when Jesus had been crucified, right? I, I don't think he wants us cowering. I think he wants us out and, and evangelizing. I remember at the ascension how beautiful it is uh, when the, the angels, the men dressed in white, come to those who are gazing up in the sky and say, men of Galilee, what are you looking at? Right. You know, the Lord will come the same way that he left. He's not doing that yet. You but essentially saying you need to get busy, right? Right. You need to, you need to start take care of start the sick, the poor. The you need to spread the word. You need to evangelize. You need to share. You need to love, and so not to live in terror, not to live in absolute fear, but to live the end times if they were happening now, in joy and in peace. Amen. Right. But also always take an account. That's Don't right. take it for granted. Mm-mm. Always take account. It could be your last spotted cow. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. And of course, also, we can always turn to our Blessed Mother. She loves us, and like a mama, she wants all her babies with her in heaven. Mm-hmm. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God pray, pray for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at The Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.